Welcome to the Heart-Centered Warriors podcast by me, Katrina Houghton, the Wellness Boss. Here, I will share with you tips, tricks, and interviews focused on the five pillars of health and wellness. These will include your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and social well-being. I'm here to spark you with aha moments and dig out golden nuggets on habit change strategies that you can start adding into your life right now. What would it feel like to step into the very best version of you? Join me today in learning how to battle the chaos and blaze the trail as we power through this messy and magical journey called life. Hello, hello, heart-centered warriors. I have a very special guest here today. I am excited to introduce to you Vinette Grover. I met Vinette through another Facebook group, and she simply wowed me. She is here to talk to us today about one of my personal favorite topics, your mindset. So Vinette Grover brings farm, faith, and humor to her multipreneur endeavors. As a life coach, online business strategist, speaker, and leader in her network marketing company, she helps clients navigate their path towards possibilities and purpose. With a specialty in messaging, Vinette provides clients with insights to reach one's target market on an emotional level using their unique superpowers. Welcome, Vinette. Oh, thank you so much, Katrina. And it's been such a pleasure getting to know you through that group. And shoot, we don't need the group now. We just pick up the phone and and message each other whenever we want. So thank you so much. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. <laughs> you bet. And how amazing that you've put this podcast together for people. Because when we talk about wellness, I mean, my goodness, that hits every part of our lives from the physical to the mental to the spiritual, all of it. Um, I, I'm going to ask you a question, Katrina. Sure, this, sure. This will help me decide maybe what direction I go or who knows. You never know what may come out of out of this mouth. But when you think of where people struggle most with their mindset, do you see a certain fear that maybe pops up more than than others for them? Oh, yes. I Well, I think the most common mindset, I guess, shift or the, I guess the most common fear or the, the most common struggle that I get is people, well, I guess maybe there's two. So they don't have enough time. Time management is definitely one. And then the second is they just want to feel better. And they know that they need to think differently or get their mind into a different frame. And once they feel better, they do better. And when they do better, it's easier to time manage. Does that help? Okay. Absolutely. That is so good. And yeah, and I think for me, along with those, I would say um, people are, they have a fear of maybe not being successful. So a fear of failure. Or others may have that fear that, what if I just can't do it right? What if I just, what if I'm not made for this? Yes, the fear of success. Right. It goes both ways, right? And those things totally stop people when really all we need is that next little step. Just take the next little step. And it's interesting. I didn't even plan on this. As I told you when when, uh, we were getting ready, I'm like, I'm just going to take it wherever it goes. But having just said that, my devotional this morning totally said all he wants from us. And whether you're a person of faith, wherever your faith may be, 
if you believe in the universe, a source power, my devotion um, is, is with my God. And in that devotion this morning, he said, all I ask is that you take the next step. Mm, I love it. Yes. Oh, yeah. You don't have to have it all planned out. You may have an idea of where you're heading, your big vision, but you don't have to know the pathway. And I think so often people stop because they're like, well, I don't know what that path is going to look like, or I want my path to be in a straight line. Oh, no, 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 my friends. (laughs) We are made to be the ultimate pivoters. We're made to be the ultimate pivoters. Oh my gosh, I, I sorry, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I, I just love that analogy that you just said. We are made to be the ultimate pivoters. Oh my god, like that just is resonating with me. Very I well. May have to do <laughs> I may have to do something with that because I've never said those two words together. Ultimate pivoters. Oh, I may have to. <laughs> I love it. I need- a pencil and write that down. You can probably hear me looking for my pencil. We're having a, a live brainstorming session. <laughs> Nothing better. You know, we spend so much time worried about what that first step's going to be. And I think that stops people. So if it's about their physical health, they may know they just need to drink more water, but that's not enough. They may know that, oh, if I just walk a few more steps each day, but they do that for a few days and they don't see that instant gratification, you know, that instant result. Because we're in this society of needing the instant gratification for things. We've got to help people see, oh, no, we're not in this for the short haul. We're in this for the long game. And the long game is our ultimate better health. Our long game is our ultimate finding our purpose. And going toward our purpose. Our long game is learning that there's other other players around us, possibly on in different realms, that can impact what we're doing. A whole energy thing and a whole, you know, it's a whole vibe thing. But let's get back to the importance of that, that first little step. So we spend so much time thinking about that little step. And, you know, we start tiptoeing because we don't want to make a, a wrong move. And, you know, we walk on our own eggshells sometimes because we're so worried about taking the wrong step. Well, how much time are people worried about about tripping, Katrina? Think about that. How much time are they worried about messing up? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So why worry about tripping over something that isn't true? We spend all of this time worrying about tripping the tripping isn't true. That's a story we create in our mind. So that's why so often I'm telling people, you know what, you can take little steps. Little steps are great. But what if you took a jump? What if you took a leap? And what if on the other side of that, that little step or, or little jump or little leap was like, oh my gosh, I was worried about that little step back there. And that didn't even begin to happen. So I like to uh, you know, help people I think it's important they understand the power of that subconscious. And I know you're very aware of this as well in all that you do. But there truly is a filter in our brains, folks. There truly is the power of the subconscious. And I'll be honest, Katrina, I used to think all this subconscious talk, I thought it was foo-foo, woo-woo, <laughs> boob, whatever you, ooze, you want to poo-poo, whatever you want to put in there. <laughs> poo-poo. But, um, yeah. But... Now I've learned I better darn well lean into all the power of the subconscious so I'm not sitting in my doo-doo. How's that? Okay. I didn't <laughs> find that. 
I didn't plan that either, but it, there it is. I love I that. Asked words, I asked for words coming into this, and I'm getting, I don't know if I'm getting words, but I'm getting a lot of vowels. Um, so <laughs> when we can get to the point that we feed so much good to ourselves instead of all the negative self-talk, Think about the last time you looked in the mirror and you're like, oh, goodness gracious, could I look any worse today? Oh, my gosh, I look like death. Oh, my gosh, I need to lose 40 pounds. Oh, my goodness. All the things we say to ourselves. I heard somebody say this the other day, and you've probably heard this, too. What if instead of doing that, what if we paused and thought, what in the world? If I were to say this to my daughter or my son, would I say that to my daughter or son? No. I would never say that to one of my kids. Exactly. I've I've talked about that on uh, previous podcasts, I think, about, um, you know, the script that goes on in our heads and how we belittle ourselves. And then I'm like, would you actually say that to somebody that you cared about? And even just listening to you uh, and rewinding, you had mentioned, you know, it's it's the script that's going on in our head, the story that we are telling ourselves. And, you know, you kind of hit the nail on the head when you said that all of the, the unspoken things that we say that goes on in our head to ourselves, exactly what you're talking about right now. Oh, exactly. Yeah, totally. Maybe I heard it from your previous podcast, <laughs> but um, the power there to the negative or it can be power to the positive. So do not keep doing that because when you do that... When any of us do that, what's that tell our subconscious? That says, seek out more of that. That's what they're feeding me. So that's what I'm going to seek out more of. And then you're going to get more difficult stuff. You're going to get more yuck messages. You're going to be um, pulling people to who also may be saying some of that negativity or thinking it or acting out on it. So once a person can start feeding more positives <laughs> into themselves, into their self, self-conscious, you truly have to retrain your, your subconscious. You truly have to retrain it. But over time, then it starts seeking out the good things. It starts seeking out more of what you're feeding it. And like I said, I used to think it was foo-foo, but it has been powerful in my life over the last five years. And I'm like, goodness gracious, why did it take till I was almost 50 years old for someone or for me to seek out this kind of information because the growth you can have when you start getting all of that good energy coming into the self subconscious, excuse me, it's just, it's incredible because uh, subconscious doesn't know the difference between truth and lie between reality and imagination. No, it just believes whatever it is you feed it. So, by all means, even if you're not feeling it, you've got to take time. And that's why I like Miracle Morning stuff. Early in the day, feed your mind, feed your soul, feed your spirit with good stuff, whether it's exercise. I'm one of those people that while I'm on the treadmill, I listen to a sermon. Really great speakers. So I'm like, sermon on the treadmill, the message this morning. I do that too. I listen to podcasts first thing, either on the treadmill or the Stairmaster. That's yes. And it definitely feeds your soul for the day and it gets your mind right. And I, it always inspires me for more podcast ideas or little challenges that I offer in the group. Can I interrupt and ask you a quick question? Absolutely. 
how did this all start for you? Because you said that it's been the last five years and it took you almost until you were 50 before you kind of realized that you needed to change your thinking. So what was the trigger that kind of pushed you into seeking this? And then how did you start? Oh, sure. I'll give you a little bit of my overall health story. For 21 years, I worked outside of the home in in the university system. And then in 2010, I believe it was, uh, my husband said, you know, these 70, 80, 80 hour weeks are getting to be too much. Would you consider, you know, leaving that we need more of you at home? You know, what a blessing, right? What a blessing. (laughs) Yes. Of course, that was a really nice position. (laughs) Six-figure position with all of the benefits and everything. But they gave me a a three-month sabbatical to figure out what I wanted to do, which was really not smart on their part because on day two, I had it figured out. But (laughs) all right, I waited three months till I told them what I was going to do. And anyway, so I've been home since uh, late 2010. Now, I've always been one ever since my first was born to get in the the blues cycle. And we're not on a, I'm going to just say depression. Yeah. Started with postpartum depression. Okay. And then throughout the next, you know, almost 30 years in and out of those cycles. And, you know, that's for anyone who's struggled with those cycles. It's pretty tough to find your joy. Pretty tough to find your joy. It got to the point here in the last, you know, since I left that position that I struggled to even see the blessings in front of me. So I came home to be a larger part of of the farm and, you know, be around more for the kids and all of that. And I I struggled to see those as blessings because I kept going deeper into the, the depression hole. And then in 2016, an acquaintance, you know, reached out and said, hey, wondered if I can call you up and share something with you. Now, again, this is an acquaintance, so this was almost like a cold call, but I knew her a little bit. And I'd already been kind of following her on her Facebook page, and I saw something she called the happy pill. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd kind of been thinking, ooh, should I be asking about that happy pill? And then it's like, boom, you know, within days, she's calling me. So that was a little bit of a sign that, okay, you just saw that, and now she's calling you out of the blue. So anyway, it was a health and wellness program. So I thought all I needed was weight loss. Well, it turns out uh, the benefits from getting started on that program were immense, covered all the health areas. But the first one that I realized on day three was uh, I caught myself singing while I was washing dishes in the kitchen. Well, first of all, I hate to clean. And second of all, I do not sing. I don't sing well. So to catch myself singing while I was doing dishes may not be a big deal to some, but it was a huge deal for me. And again, it made me pause and say, oh my gosh, I think this is happiness. I think this is joy. I am starting to feel like my old self. And uh, a week later, I was feeling better than my old self. And four months later, I was feeling like my 20-year-old self instead of my almost 50-year-old self. So that's a little bit of the journey. Lost weight, uh, lost all of these other issues. I'm a rheumatoid arthritis sufferer, so got rid of my inflammation. So all of those things. And in the end, what I have found is a lot of that pain I was having is actually was inhibiting my joy as well. So to get rid of that as well just kind of got me going. But I got started in the in the network marketing business, something I never anticipated because I had such great results. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to share this. My friends may, may want to want know about this. 
And uh, lo and behold, within a year, developed a six-figure business and have just been going from there. So from there, that led me to what I really love, which is the coaching. I love online business strategy. I love life coaching. I love helping people see their purpose because you can't always see it yourself. It takes somebody else to kind of shake you a little bit and wake you up and say, wait a minute, don't you see this? It's right in front of you. So there, that wasn't a very short story. That was a longer story, but. No, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. (laughs) So I like to think that that physical health led to the mental health, which then really prepared me to really start to up my spiritual health the last few years, much closer to my creator than I'd been my whole life. And I don't, I've always thought I was close to him, but it's opened up another, another level. I just see more of how, how he's at work in my life and others' lives. And I totally, you know, get tuned into the, I call him God nudges where he, where he's leading me, which I think also leads in, leads into, you know, so many times when we get those fears that we started out talking about here on the on the podcast here. I used to run from those constantly, constantly running. No more. Boy, when they pop up now, I'm running to them, not away from them. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, I often don't want to do it. But once I do it, I'm like, oh, this wasn't so bad. This was much easier than the stories I was telling myself. Well, looky there, look at the impact that my breaking through that fear has for others and has for me. So I'm a true believer in that, uh, you know, you got to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough mentality. True believer in that. So you got to go toward your fears. I agree with that so much. And uh, I've had, you know, similar experiences with that as well. I've been divorced and that was really hard and, and scary. But if I had known what was waiting for me on the other side, I probably would have left him a lot sooner. <laughs> and, you know, and then still, I mean, I've left the corporate world. I've, I've only been out of the corporate world for about two years now. So I'm still, you know, finding my way as an entrepreneur. But I've always had this entrepreneur blood in me for as long as I can remember. So it was just kind of setting my life up so that I could take that leap of faith. But I, I completely understand what you mean by, by let's just jump. And, and then definitely becoming closer to creator. So I, I'm a Reiki master, and I definitely believe in the universe. But just everything that you're saying really sounds, you know, like the, the best art of manifestation, really having oh. that connection. Exactly. The whole thing, again, more stuff that I thought was foo-foo, the (laughs) the aligning and manifesting and all of that. Well, I used to think it had, it was a different world. It had to be separate from my belief system and my faith. And I'm learning, no, it actually can all work together and perhaps was even meant to work together. So that's been a new thing for me, even in the last few months, being more open to universal laws and and how they can be applied to my life and others. And, you know, sometimes I think, Katrina, because you mentioned previous divorce and all of that, don't you feel like, you know, things happen in the dark? And sometimes I think we don't get to our dreams until they're developed in that dark room, just like photographers used to develop beautiful photos in the dark room. We had to go through the valleys in order to get to our mountain so we can start to scale our mountain and to come out on, on, on top. And 
I always think, you know, if I hadn't gone through all of that, which I wish I hadn't had maybe as many years, but it's not all in my timing. But because I was there, I can so much more appreciate the light now. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And I feel that I have so much more to bring to the table. And like you, you know, my purpose is to help. And, and I mean, I think, I mean, it's just, a, a, I don't know, something in, in women, like we genuinely want to help one another. And that is, you know, part of building your tribe or just, you know, feeling that connection. But uh, definitely as women, you know, I want to inspire and I want to help women because I have overcome and I'm still going through a few things. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means, but I can share my experiences and share you know, how I've gotten through things. And then hopefully maybe there's a little nugget that will inspire or help someone else because, you know, it's, and that's, I think that's kind of what makes the world go round is that everyone is at a different level and a different time of their life. And, you know, whether you have children or don't have children, if you're in the corporate world or working from home, everything is a transition. And, and having somebody that can guide you through that transition or just kind of assist you in becoming, you know, what you want to be or who you want to be. Oh, man, it it just really helps having, having someone to lean on and and having that support and accountability. Oh, my gosh, yes. Somebody just asked me um, this morning, well, how many coaches do you have? Well, I have three at the moment. (laughs) So if any of you are thinking, I already have a coach, I don't need another coach. Well, don't stop yourself because we have different parts of our lives that may require different specialties. So one of them that I've been learning a lot of the universal laws from, so as I was talking about that, the darkness and the light, you know, that's the universal law of polarity. As dark as it gets, as light as it can get on the other side, as big as a failure may be, as big as a success can be when the pendulum swings the other way. So much of our definitions of dark and light, of failure, success, they're relative. There's not like there's some mathematical thing that says, oh no, once you get to this, then you're really a failure. Or once you get to this, <laughs> then you're really a success. It's all relative in our minds. But uh oh that made me laugh. That just threw a thought of my grandfather and my husband's grandfather years ago sitting, you know, when they try to outstory each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> one tells a story of something bad. Well then the next one's got one something worse. How often do you hear friends doing that too? Oh my husband did this. Well you should have seen what my husband did. Yeah. But okay, sorry, a little off key there, but <laughs> the whole deal with, you know, law of polarity or uh there's also law of correspondence. What happens below, so happens above. What happens within, so happens without. So if if you run into someone and they're really showing the kind of you know, not happy side on the outside, often because the not happy is on the inside as well. So we bring out of us what we, we truly feel on the inside as well. All right, I'm I'm talking a little bit in circles now. So no, I agree. I, I do. I talk about um, the laws of polarity as well. And so I relate it to food, um, you know, binging and, you know, the polarities of your activities can lead you to a binge and the different activities that you do throughout your day will either lead you to a binge or a burnout, you know, so uh, and I talk about how that is related to your activities and then 
the foods that you choose. So it's interesting how you are relating it to the darkness and the light and failure and success. I, and I think it all ties together. And and I think if people really dig into it, like that law of polarity is pretty strong and pretty important and even, you know, having a different spin on it. Uh, I thank you. And I think that's really cool that you're able to bring that into this podcast. But I do have one more question for you, or maybe more, but I'm, I'm going to ask one more question for sure. <laughs> so you had said that you like to start your morning with uh, a miracle morning and you listen to a devotion on the treadmill. So what other healthy habits have you adapted into becoming a more joyful person? Oh, great question. It didn't happen right away. It took lots of practice. But initially, you know, just finding the joy again, I wanted more of it. So I was craving it and I, uh, oh my gosh, here's one for you. So when you've been in a bad place for years and years and years, and all of a sudden your joy starts coming back and you start being nicer, perhaps to your husband, who used to say, why are you so mean to me? Or to your children who are used to reacting to you a certain way when you ask a certain question or use a certain volume of language, you know, but when you make a change and you start to improve, they don't always come along with you. They continue to react as they always had. I actually had to retrain my family in how to respond to me. I would have to stop and say, oh, wait a minute. This isn't coming from old mom who used to, you know, nag you to death about X, Y, Z and who was always in high anxiety. This is coming from caring mom who really wants to know what you think about that and really wants to know blah, 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 or who, you know, doesn't need your automatic negative reaction because I'm not going to go there. Um, so it took, it took some time to retrain my family. And it's one of the greatest gifts I think our family has had. Yes, great to get mom and wife back, all of that. But the retraining of all of us was huge. Now I don't remember the rest of your question, but that's what it popped up first when you said that. <laughs> yeah. Any other any other additional healthy habits that you now incorporate into your life to to help you find that or you know continue to bring the joy, find the joy, have happiness? Absolutely. There's certain music I'll put on. So if I'm feeling a little off, I get that music on and I get rocking it out. Sometimes I have an all-out talk. Whatever it is, I call it the devil and I kick him out of my house. <laughs> there are times that I have to change my state. So maybe I have to go out and just put my feet in the ground or go on a little walk, you know, middle of the day. Something to change your state because you don't want to be stuck where you are. I focus on not always being in joy, but when I get pulled down into the ick space, I call it, to not stay there as long as I was last time. So I'm constantly working to make that the time that I'm in that space shorter and shorter and shorter. So hopefully eventually it won't happen as much, but my goal isn't to immediately erase it because we all have stuff. Oh yes. It's okay to feel the ick. Just don't be sitting in that puddle for days or weeks or months. Get out of it, get your big girl pants on and, and get moving. Uh, so those are some of those. And then I did find Early last spring, I just felt lots of negative had been coming in and I was complaining more. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. So I did my own challenge to myself. I'm like, okay, we are going 
I think it was 10 days. I'm having my own 10 day, no complaint challenge. And I did it on, I mean, I kept people posted in my Facebook stories and I made it, but you want to talk hard. That was hard. (laughs) (laughs) I made it and it, it, it seemed to flip something. So every so often you just gotta, you know, you gotta do something different because you know, it's it's insanity to keep doing the same thing and think it's going to change without a little something different. Yes, that's, that is a key message right there. I agree with you (laughs) tenfold. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not about thinking you got to be in joy 100% of the time, but it sure is about spending a lot more time there than anywhere else. And it rubs off on people, you know, joy is contagious. Even if it you know, I always think of a boomerang. You throw a boomerang out, and if you do it right, it comes back to you. Perfect. Yeah, no, that is wonderful. I appreciate everything that you said. Uh, some good aha moments in there. Uh, thank you so much. I, I don't have any more questions. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, talked all about it. And I, I love your story. I thank you for sharing everything. Thank you for having me because it's just a real pleasure after us working together. It's a pleasure to do this with you. you you're fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. So where can we find more of you? So I'm on Facebook, Vanette Grover. I'm on Instagram in the middle of a reels challenge now on Instagram. So you'll see more reels if you go to my feed. And uh, I do have a social media marketing and mindset group called Crave with Vanette Grover. That's on Facebook. I think you're going to put some of that in the show notes, probably. Yes. And anybody's interested, we are currently, and I'm not sure when you're putting this out for people, but we're currently in the middle of a masterclass on multi-streams to multi-millions. So that's something that's available through next week. But always open to, to chat with people and to get to know them. I have lots of resources that I can help people with. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe and share this podcast. I invite you to join the Heart-Centered Warriors Facebook group, and you can listen to all the podcast episodes on my website at thewellnessboss.com. Until next time, I'm sending you a personal shout out to raise your vibrations and do something today that sets your soul on fire.